yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm honored to be joined by Sarah Sultan, CEO of the Adventist Musician Network. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's a joy to have you here as well because of your ministry. Tell us a little bit about the Adventist Musician Network. Wow. Um, the Adventist Musician Network is fundamentally a place for Adventists, Adventists affiliated, those who hang around the Adventist tree, those who've grown up in Adventism but have made different um, choices as to their worship experience, to be able to be connected um, and at the heart, it is for the local level musicians, singers, choir directors, praise and worship team members and leaders, choir members, soloists, instrumentalists to be able to come together, to be able to talk, to be able to dialogue in the company of pastors from all from Adventist pastors, if you will. Um, and to be able to share, to be able to connect, and to be able to just listen and to learn how to laugh together. Hmm. Well, I have laughed uh, watching uh, your series. Um, particularly, I like the uh, Saturday Night Live um, series that you do. It's always a good time. And I like how you bring in, um, I, I like how you define musician very broadly and really focus people on the talent that they have in their communities and help uh, that talent really gain an audience. Uh, things sound so professional, and I would like to know a little bit about um, how you ended up uh, leading this growing organization with uh, uh, back when... Spectrum did an interview with you in 2019. There was about 2,000 followers on Facebook, and you've doubled that, more than doubled that, up to about 4,500. So how did you get involved? Well, um, actually, I, I want to say that the Facebook page was actually the Facebook group. Um, we did not begin the Facebook fan page until maybe a year before the pandemic started. Okay. And so the 2,000 members was, is our private group, which okay. is what what um, AMN originally was. Sean Wilson was the, the, um, the visionary, if you will, for creating the group as a musician which is what he is and his father was um, Mr. Wilson that played the organist at Oakwood University Church. Um, he saw that there were not, there was not a space for 
Adventist musicians to network and to um, be able to talk about blessings, the challenges, the struggles. How do you do this? How do you do that within the Adventist church? Um, and other denominations, generally, there's some form of structure. And I would say as an African-American, in particular with the Church of God in Christ. So then we're going other places to get what we need, which is good to network, but you need to have your own first. Yeah. And so that's where it originated. Um, the Adventist Musician Network Facebook page actually um, came about as something that happened after um, Sean asked me to take over leadership of the Adventist Musician Network. And um, I prayed about it and needed a clear vision. And I believe God has given that. Um, just in being able to make sure that within our church, that Adventist, no matter whether you're in the church or you're on the main stage, that you have a voice, that you have a support system, that people affirm you instead of just waiting until somebody wins a Grammy. Yeah, that's great. I really enjoy the way that you put together a, a, a kind of a service experience online for your viewers. Um, and can you talk a little bit about your vision with um, each of those series that you do? The Adventist Musician Network has many things, projects that we have worked on and that we are working on. We have three live broadcasts that we do right now that are also um, streamed on radio. The first one um, is where we began, and that is Saturday Night AMN Live. Mm -hmm. um, and the vision behind that was simply to have a platform in the pandemic where artists can get their name out, where people, and even on the local church, could be heard and to have a platform. Because when we were locked down, the first thing that went were live concerts, being able to sing at churches. There are a lot of individuals who that's what they do for a living. Yeah. And so, um, matter of fact, we have one of our artists um, who stated in an inner, in one of our, um, on AMN Live, Benjamin Jenkins, he had stated how he went from having a summer, having three months solid um, booking dates, including revivals and all of this, to having nothing. And he's like, you know, when you are looking, when you lose three to four thousand dollars, yeah, in a month or two, that's a big deal. That hurts. And a lot of our, a lot of um, our members were ended up doing things like we all do to be able to survive that are not necessarily what they intended to do or they're struggling trying and or they're struggling trying to find a way to be able to do what they believe God has called them to. And it's been hard. So that platform was originally to give them a voice and to give them an opportunity 
in the pandemic. In the as we were doing this, we were finding out some of what we already knew, but on a deeper level that there's that the church doesn't know about the gifts that we have. There were so many people that we have been blessed and honored to have on our platform um, that, <laughs> that, to be honest, nobody has ever heard of within the church. Yeah. But in different settings, people know of them. Um, and it's, you know, and, and, and that has been a mixed blessing. The blessing is it gives artists an opportunity to be able to, to let their base, their church, know that they are here and that they are viable options. Um, but it's also, you know, a wake-up call on how we often inadvertently take each other for granted. Yeah. You know, um, one of my favorite musicians that you have on there is Robert Hawkins. That uh, his kind of remix of "If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands" is incredibly catchy. The video feels so full of joy. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, how you decide how you put your shows together. Uh, do you go for a certain vibe? Do you try to kind of go? Go high, go low, go meditative, go joyful. What's uh, is that? Uh, is that creativity uh, sort of interesting for you and fun? Um, Robert is one of our artists that is not a Seventh Day Adventist, but he is well known in Seventh Day Adventist circles. Yeah. Um, and let me say this. Um, the Adventist Musician Network is designed for individuals who not only are Adventists, but who minister to Adventist congregations. And I want to be clear on that. Sure. They need to, we need to be able to come together and to have dialogue, honest dialogue about the things that we need, the things that are helpful, and to be able to partner with pastors which is what we do inside of the closed group. Whether they speak out loud or not, it gives them direct insight as to what their, what the music ministry part of their church thinks, how they see what they desire, and it gives them the opportunity to marinate and to make it a marriage for their ministry. As far as how we choose the music, it is 100% Holy Spirit driven. Oh, nice. Um, we don't, <laughs> we rarely know what's going to be, um, what's going to come up um, until the time of. And I think what you're referring to is we, we want to have a lead in um, video or song, something to catch people's attention kind of like your praise team or your song service, just one song. And then we have a variety, um, a mirage, if you will, of different artists internationally. And it, I can, like I said, it's been Holy Spirit driven. Um, and I would say that with all of our broadcasts. Um, you mentioned 
your inclusive vision where you have um, Adventist musicians, but also musicians who minister to Adventists, who have something that uh, clearly appeals to um, what Adventists are looking for spiritually. And um, you have also interacted with the General Conference, both uh, back uh, in 2019 when Alita Bird interviewed you um, in writing for Spectrum you talked about your involvement with the general conference and in helping them think about a more inclusive vision for their own musical selections for the GC session. And then you've also had the GC reach out and um, talk to you about the Adventist name, which has happened to many uh, organizations around Adventism. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your relationship with the general conference and, and how, how you feel, uh, here you are trying to really help local musicians, folks with how clearly have something to say and sing about, and you're also operating in a kind of larger church structure. Well, I will say that it's been the Lord once again because um, we were first given an opportunity to submit a proposal to the GC Music Committee um, with the um, assistance of um, Pastor Dr. Cheryl Wilson Bridges. Um, And she was able to she was able to assist us in getting this information into us um, and getting it in there and what was happening is all of a sudden there were concerns about the process for individuals applying or being able to sing or to minister for the general conference and I'll just say it this way. I think sometimes people don't realize how bad something is because it doesn't impact them directly. Sure. The concerns were because the way it was written, the the process was very exclusive, saying that this type of music is, is good, this type of music is bad, and, you know you have people that are not musical stating from putting together guidelines to do something. And so our thought was, and our prayer was, this is an opportunity for God to use us to teach and to show. So we asked for um, the opportunity to submit and we did. Um, And it just so happened that at the same time, there was a big uproar in social media among Seventh-day Adventists, in particular Seventh-day Adventists of color. I remember. Because they were like, no, you, you can't do this. And it was going quite public. And, you know, and, and I'll say it again, people don't always realize the impact of things that are in place because it doesn't directly affect them. Mm -hmm. 
or because that's all they know. And when you have somebody else saying there are guidelines, there are structures, but you all are only looking at it from a Eurocentric perspective instead of, you know, a worldwide perspective. Uh huh. We are a worldwide church. Yep. It's not going to be the same everywhere. True. And we're grateful. We're very grateful to the music committee, um, which President Ted Wilson was a part of, in them listening. And while everything didn't change right away, there were some. There were significant things that changed, um, and there was language that we also had in our proposal that was a part of it. And they have left. Um, let us know that, you know, they, the door is still open for some future dialogue, and we look forward to that. That's great, and congratulations. Uh, I always want to celebrate um, folks stepping out in faith and activism and seeking to make positive changes, and um, not everyone gets um, results right away, and uh, thank you so much for um, helping to enlighten um, our church leaders and remind us that we are indeed a global community all connected through our faith in God. No, thank you. Thank you. I do also want to um, acknowledge that um, Pastor, um, well, I should say Elder Josiah, Christian Josiah was a part of this as well, of the proposal as well. We did um, begin some form of theology, if you will, yeah. for music. Um, and how from our perspective and from the Bible's perspective, most importantly, what music should be, what it should look like, and what it is. And um, we believe that's where the, the conversation will continue. So please keep us in your prayers on that. Will do. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you. How did Sarah Sultan become the CEO of Adventist Musician Network and influencing a 20 million member organization of Seventh-day Adventists in um, understanding uh, sort of broader ideas of, of, of praise and spiritual expression? Where did you uh, grow up? Wow. Well, first of all, I want to say, whoa, the 20 million. I think we're, <laughs> I think that is, if, the, if that is what God is doing, praise his name. Um, we are an independent Christian organization that is where our members are part of, excuse me, the executive team including myself, are all Seventh-day Adventists in good and regular standards. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we were vetted, um, and I, we thank um, Central State um, Conference of Seventh-day Adventists for their support and endorsement um, under um, the leadership of President Roger Bernard. And... Um, but as far as starting, I, I just wanted to be a part of music. I was not doing, I was doing a lot of things outside 
of the church and music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done some backup work. I've done some singing, been on some couple of um, recordings. I have, and at the time was doing um, artist management primarily. I, I was not feeling that the doors, that the spaces were opening for me within the Seventh-day Adventist Church, to be honest. Sure. Um, and, you know, and at the time, there were a lot of opportunities that were happening um, with, I was able to do this with the Stellar Awards. I was able to do that. And as you network in different areas um, with the Dove Awards and some other things, you get to know people. And you get to know things. And then when I started doing some artist management, I was, um, the Lord was using me to help most of those artists get in places with names that you know. And, um, you know, and it's, it, what was funny is almost as soon as it, everything was, was about to start falling into place and, I would say, you know, I would say that I was being successful financially. There would always be a hiccup. And so, um, but I was still doing well. And I did in my heart want to be a part of something that was a part of my church because it was discouraging for me. It was very discouraging for me. Um, especially with some of the things that I was seeing around. To what, be, what specifically, what was discouraging? It was this, it's discouraging when you feel that you have gifts and um, when you know, no, no, no. It is discouraging when everybody else validates you except for your own. Oh, yeah. And with the Adventist Musician Network, that is one of the biggest things. Um, if there was a, a a mission for me, it is for no person that is a Seventh Day Adventist to feel as though that nobody is there for them, hmm. or that they don't have a space where they can grow and get support. That is something that some of us, not all Adventists, but some of us need to work on. Yeah. And um, for the artists, a lot of them um, that have gone on to be successful either in gospel or or inspirational or even in secular um, music, you know, that feeling that I just want to be connected. Um, the story is the true story with Prince, who I said, and I'll tell you this right now, I always call him my late husband, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> but Prince was raised, was raised a Seventh-day Adventist as a little boy. He lived up the street from one of my, my, my mother's cousins. Mm. Um, and as a child, I actually got to know uh, know him or what have you a little. Got to know him as much as I could sure. for that age. Sure. And so, but my mother 
and they have, and my cousin, um, who's now passed on as well, has the memories and we're saying, you know, Prince left because he tried to show what he, what, what was in his head, what God, what he believed God was giving him. And there was, and there was no place for him. Yeah. I mean, if we can, we can put in all of the other stuff, but that, but that is the, what I know. That is what I know for a fact. And what we have to do is to make sure that we are giving space to people, not just to throw up any spirit, not just to throw together any type of music, but that when God is calling somebody that we are not saying no, and we are not giving the support that they need or the support that we turn around and give to somebody else. Jesus said to the disciples that they needed to go to Israel first, the lost sheep in Israel, before they went to the Gentiles. Yeah. You've got to start at home first. And I, and I believe we drop the ball on that or we go to the other extreme and we say that this is the only this is the only one that we support. And that's not fair. We are a worldwide church with, a, with one vision. And how that vision is manifested is going to look very different in Hawaii than it's going to look in Australia. Yeah. There's, no way, there's no other way to say it. Yep. And that's evident on AMN Live when we have when we have different artists from around the world, from uh, Nigeria, from South Africa, from the United Kingdom, from Australia, from France, from Martinique, from Canada, from wherever, everybody has a different experience. And um, um, it is, um, my goodness, it was Isaac Jengwa, who's from... um, who is from um, Mercy, who's from Nigeria, and he was talking about how they sing songs in their church, in their seven-day Adventist church. It's different. There's music all over that we have never heard of, but we all know the top, what, I'll say the top 50 songs that we sing from the Adventist temple. Yeah. Well, I like that you're so focused on really bringing in global voices and uh, for a lot of Adventists they only get a chance to really see the magnitude of the churches spread around the world at a GC session during the Parade of Nations but at the same time you're really focusing people on the local and appreciating the talent that's there um, and encouraging them, especially I think young people, you know, the church is really maybe one of their uh, largest communities besides school outside of home. And it's a place where they get to nurture their ta- talents in a diverse community, uh, hopefully including uh, a diverse age community and being able to, f- uh, to 
express their spirituality and to be affirmed by a local community and know that you're part of a global community is really, I think, what the kingdom of God uh, draws us to do. So thank you for that. We're coming out of quarantine. Your shows obviously have uh, reached an audience through this last year. You've uh, licensed, uh, you've, you, you have licensing agreements. Tell us uh, what's on the horizon for the Adventist Musician Network. Well, I forgot actually to tell you about the, um, mentioned the Legacy Series with Janice Johnson, Brown, and Paul Lee. Yeah. And of course, AMN Live. And my co-host is Joelle Goodwin from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, the, the third program is the Midday Service. Um, which is actually my favorite because we have um, a multiplicity of different pastors and inspirational speakers and evangelists worldwide that speak. And the music, we literally decide what music is going to be used as we're going through sound check. And so um, because my goal is to try to match the music that these artists have already created with what God has given them. And what a blessing. That's all I can say. It's truly, sp- it has truly been, spirit led. Most <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. Man, we're going to go back to the hymnal project, which we put on hold during this pandemic. And to finish that, one of our newest executive team members, Karen Schofield, um, Nelson, from South Africa is going to be um, leading out on that. Um, really briefly, do you, can you describe the hymnal project? I know you talked about that two years ago before the pandemic, and it seems really important to me. Well, to be honest with you, we were, I was impressed by the Holy Spirit to develop a hymnal that better reflected the cultural diversity of the musicality within the Seventh-day Adventist church. Um, And I know in the original article, I talked about how when I spoke with Dr. Cedric Dent, who is um, a professor at MTSU and um, emeritus member of Take Six, that just in listening to him, on the lack of representation in church music for the African-American Adventist congregants uh-huh. um, is it's paramount. And so here's the thing when it comes to the hymnal. The hymnal predominantly is Eurocentric, Yep. period. Um, and, let, and I say that as I love my favorite singers, my favorite writers, uh, Fanny Crosby, <laughs> And Isaac Watts yeah. in church music. I mean, the, the music, what they write is breathtaking. And there's, um, there's others that I can go in, but those are the two biggest, the ones that stick out the most. Um, but it's like with anything else, you need to be able to see yourself. Yeah. The Seventh-day Adventist church in 2021 is predominantly black and brown. Yeah, by a by a landslide. If we, worldwide, the music there needs to be some balance 
and how it is reflected. There needs to be some representation um, in the different regions, mm-hmm. the different cultures, and that is what our goal is to do. And what was interesting, when this vision first came out, I was then made aware about the um, the Afrocentric ecumenical hymnal. And I said, you're kidding me. And I didn't know that that was happening at the time. Um, and, well, it had just been finished. Let me say this. It had just been finished. But it's kind of the same thing. It's it's not that you don't like it, what what is there, but it needs, there's room at the cross for all of us. Yeah. Can there be room in the church, in the church hymnal, for all of us? Yeah. Um, and I'm not just talking about Western, North American, Westernized music. I'm talking about South Africa, Australia, France, New Zealand. I am talking about Finland. I'm talking about Russia. We have had artists on AMN Live from everywhere. Everywhere. And hearing songs that we know in their language has been beautiful and it's been rich and it's been soothing, but also hearing things and songs that are special to that culture that we've never heard has been breathtaking. We are um, vision. We have started um, AMN France. We have a partnership with French artists that would that is facilitated by um, primarily by one of our executive team members, Marie Christine Damblay, um, and she has connected and has um, helped to connect us with them, and so. Once a month on AMN Live, they are a part of the platform. Um, we are on radio now on Envision Radio. We are expanding to two more radios, uh, radio stations. One of them, um, well, actually, both of them. I'll wait on releasing that, but there's some huge things that are coming from that where artists that have completed projects. Their music will be in rotation at report, recording stations. Excuse me, reporting stations. Which for any artist that has a project out means that you get spins, your and that you get paid from ASCAP, BMI, SAGPRA, or whatever other organization that that oversees those things, and you get to chart on Nielsen and Billboard and all of that. A lot of times our artists don't get the opportunities because they're not connected um, with major labels. Most Adventist artists are independent, yeah, which is an, a great thing. But as far so then we still have to be able to give them the opportunity to have their music heard. I am so glad to hear that you're really pushing for um, changes to the hymnal and that you're also helping musicians get paid. Making um, uh, a living is so important for the creative people in our community so that they um, not only hear that they're um, valued, but uh, know that they're valued. Um, But you know, when we stream, when we stream on uh, Facebook and YouTube, those artists get paid as well. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't think people realize um, the importance of that. All of those things, for gospel and Christian music, the um, social media is a big piece in their ratings and their charting because, generally speaking, gospel and Christian music is a lot, there's a lot less in the record sales. Yeah. So those things, these things and platforms like that are very important. We're also, um, before um, I forget, we have also partnered with Rays of Light Television, um, where Rupert Salmon is the, um, the general manager and the owner, and we will have the Adventist Musician Network on television as of January 2022. Congratulations. Thank you. So folks should definitely go and support some uh, Adventist musicians. Uh, you can do that on the Adventist Musician Network YouTube page and also the Facebook page. And I really appreciated talking with you, Sarah. And I um, really like hearing the bold vision that you have for expanding both um, the the kind of Adventist community's understanding of the talents that we have, as well as helping us recognize that we are a global community, and the more that we embrace our diversity, the more we reflect the character of God. So thank you so much for your ministry and your hard work. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And we just ask that you all keep us in your prayers and that, um, and stay tuned because there will be opportunity for people to donate and to buy, um, AMN or Adventist Musician Network merch. Oh, great. Very soon. Well, thank you so much. I wish you all the best. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye bye. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move when the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely 